you all woke up with a smile on your face and a song in your heart, rejoicing in the Lord because he is a faithful God. He is a just God, a mighty God. Oh, hallelujah, we exalt you, Lord. Today, we want to lift up our voices in our homes, in our cars, wherever we are, wherever we are, God. Hallelujah, we bless you, Jesus. Oh, worship with us today. Sing as loud as you possibly can with a smile on your face. Hallelujah. Ready, say. Your name is a shelter through the night. We're running to you, and God. I am running to your name. It's a place where it's I can hide. That I can hide. And I will rest. And I will rest in you. Your grace is a force that speaks for me. We're standing on and your grace and mercy, God. you, God, I would surely fail. Oh, Lord, the victory belongs to you, God, over every situation, God, everything that we're going through right now. Our hope and our trust is in you because you love us so, you care for us so. Oh, hallelujah. We bless you, Jesus. Help me say, the battle is yours. The victory, the victory is ours. The battle, the battle
despite the circumstances, I'm free. Despite what's going on all around me, Lord, I lift my voice. I shout out to you, hallelujah. My God, you're worthy. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm free indeed, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We magnify you, Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, say, I'm free indeed. In Christ, I'm free indeed. No chains are holding me. It's who I choose to be. It's who I choose to be. Say, I'm free indeed. I'm free indeed. Hallelujah. In Christ, I'm free indeed. No chains. No chains are holding me. Nothing is going to hold my breath. Nothing is going to stop my shout. I'm free indeed. In Christ, I'm free indeed. No chains. No chains are holding me. Hallelujah. It's who I choose to be. Say I'm free, Lord. I'm free indeed. I'm free in you, God. In Christ, I'm free indeed. No chains. No chains are holding me. It's who I choose Come to on, be. Come on, say I'm free indeed. Say I'm free indeed in Christ. In Christ, I'm free indeed. I was blind, yes. Blind, but now I see. Oh, hallelujah. It's who you're showing us who we're meant to be, God. Yes, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yes. I choose to be safe. I choose to be free. Sing, I choose. I choose to be free. I choose. I choose to be free. I'm free indeed. Sing. I'm free indeed. In Christ. In Christ, I'm free indeed. There's no chains holding me. Chains are holding me. Lord, Lord, Lord. It's who I choose to be in the midst of this. Oh God. Hallelujah. Christ, I'm free. I'm not afraid. I will not fear. Nothing is holding back our praise today. I choose to bless your holy name, to lift you up and exalt you, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, sing it again. I choose, I choose to be free. I choose to be free. I choose to be free. Hallelujah, I choose it. Yes, Lord, you're worthy. We bless you today. to be free. I choose to be free. I choose to be free. Oh, yes, I choose to magnify you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I choose to be free. I choose to be free. 
you are free indeed. Jesus has set us free. Amen. We are free to worship him in spirit and in truth. We can lift up the name of Jesus wherever we are, in our rooms, in our living rooms, in our homes. Hallelujah. We can worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. No quarantine order can keep us from praising God. Amen. We may be locked up in our home, but hey, we're still free to worship Him. We're free to lift up our hands and our voices. Amen. Nothing can stop us and hold back the worshipers of the Almighty God. Amen. And we are grateful for another day that He has made. We're going to rejoice in this day. Amen. We have uh, many reasons to be glad. Amen. We are alive and we are well and we are uh, here today to worship the Lord together. Amen. Thank you for joining in. Thank you for uh, continuing to be a part of the body of Christ and staying connected. Amen. We, we, we miss everyone, as I know you do as well. Amen. We are uh, longing and yearning to see each other and to shake hands again, whatever that used to be feel like. Amen. We are uh, praying that this would be over soon so that we can gather together and have an awesome service. Amen. Amen. Um, thank you for your continued giving. We have people that are mailing in their tithes, offerings, and people are giving online. We can give online on our website. You can text uh, phone numbers. Uh, give your money that way if you want. Uh, thank you for continuing to support the kingdom of God. Amen. Through these times, we know that God is providing. He is our provider and he will bless us because we are the righteous people of God. Amen. Amen. As, as we're standing, we can go to the word of the Lord today. Book of Genesis, the sixth chapter. So I'll read in verse 5. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Skipping down to verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. In the midst of all that wickedness and evil, somebody found grace by the name of Noah. Aren't you thankful for the grace of God in your life? Amen. We are not, we are here only by His grace and His love. Amen. And so I want to preach to you today from this title, The Power of a Pause. The Power of a Pause. Amen. And you may be seated. Life, life is busy. And for the most of the day, uh, we are busy, or at least we used to be busy. If we aren't physically active, then our minds are still busy and always busy. If neither our bodies nor our minds are busy, we are, 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 we are either dead or asleep. And, but even in sleep, 
scientists tell us that our minds are still busy sorting our thoughts and defragging our day. But the reason that you and I can get up in the morning and go and do what we do is because that we stopped to take a break, a pause if you will, and hopefully you pause for between five to eight hours a day and allow your physical bodies to rest and rejuvenate because there is power in a pause. Our bodies need us to pause. Otherwise, we will collapse due to exhaustion and overexerting ourselves. Sometimes uh, I overexert myself when I've been seated comfortably for some time, uh, just taking a pause, you know, in the recliner, and then you stand up too fast. And then you get lightheaded and you get dizzy and you get blurred vision. And that's a sign that you need to sit back down because your pause is not finished yet. You got up too early. That's like pulling cookies out of the oven too early. They need to get back in there. Uh, And so if that ever happens to you, I'm sure it has, your pause is not over yet. And so you need to sit back down. And so just tell your wife that you have a medical condition and the prescription is to take a pause. And I leave you with the power of defining how long that pause is. But then some brilliant guy somewhere understood the power of a pause and came up with the idea of the power nap. The power nap. I I nominate that person for the Nobel Peace Prize because there hasn't been much, there's been so much more peace in the world now since the revelation of the power nap. Uh, I don't know about you, but I have seen some dyed-in-the-wool pause disciples. Maybe you are one of them, but these guys, and I I say guys, uh, because the majority of these pause believers I have observed have been men. Uh, and uh, boy, are these disciples, are they efficient, let me tell you. They understand the power of a pause, and they are ready to take full advantage of every second of a pause. That 60 seconds at a stoplight is ample time to take a pause nap. At a family get-together where there are 30 people in the room, All it takes is about 15 seconds of inactivity on that couch, and they say, wow, this seemed like a great time to take a pause nap. Maybe you have seen those pause pupils or hard at work, and they are faithful. Let me tell you, they're always around uh, taking that pause. Let me tell you, they understand the power of a pause. And while we need pauses in our life, In order to recharge and refocus, I am thankful that our God is not taking a nap on the couch when I have a need and when I'm praying to him that he's not off somewhere sleeping or falling asleep or or taking a pause. Or when I get into a situation, I know that I can call upon him because he's not taking a time out. He's not sleeping on the job. Amen. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth 
to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless towards him. God is always on the job. He's always looking throughout the earth. Who do I need to touch? Who needs strength? Who needs courage? Who needs their prayers answered? Who needs a touch? God sees all of our needs, all of our situation, because God is not taking a nap. Psalms 121 explains it like this. I will lift up my eyes until the hills, from whence cometh my help. From where does my help come from? Verse 2, my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Why does he know that his help will always be there? Verse 3, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. He that keeps you is not going to slumber. Verse 4, behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Why? Because, verse 5, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. And so the Lord is going to keep us from evil. He will keep your life. He will keep you, your going out and your coming in. He did it yesterday. He did it last week. And he'll do it today. And he'll do it tomorrow as well. He'll keep you next week. Now and forevermore. Why? Because he does not slumber. He does not sleep. Nor is he taking power naps because he is always there. Always watching. Always on duty. And we need to understand that now more than ever. But only do we realize, not only do we realize the power of a physical pause. But also a pause has power when we when we speak. You see, that pause was powerful. You thought your TV broke, you thought your phone broke, the stream broke down. Uh, No, that pause did not break the internet. That was uh, a specific. It's called a dramatic pause, where you just pause when you're talking. And everyone gets on edge, and you're just waiting for that to continue on because we're following a logical uh, cognition here, and it, it stopped. And so that's the power a pause has when you're speaking to somebody. If you want to get their attention, you just stop talking. And uh, if they're talking, they'll keep on rambling, and then pretty soon they'll realize, hey, somebody, something's going on here. Uh, you stop talking, and they'll get their attention. But when do we need a pause the most? If we could put a price on pauses, which pause would be worth the most to us? How about a pause in God's judgment? A pause in God's judgment. Psalm 7 says, God is a righteous judge and a God who feels indignation every day. If a man does not repent, God will wet his sword He has bent and readied his bow. He has prepared for him his deadly weapons, making his arrows fiery shafts. 
Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds like a great time for a pause. Hold on a second, Lord. Don't release judgment just yet. Can you pause for a moment, Lord, uh, and give me an opportunity to repent? Just pause for a moment and let me change my ways. Let me change my heart. Let me find an altar because when God pauses, it's called grace. When God pauses, it's called grace. And with grace, God pauses his judgment and gives grace as a space for us to repent of our sins and to tell him, I'm sorry for my actions. I'm, I'm sorry for what I've done in my life. Don't send judgment just yet, Lord, because I need a little more grace in my life. I need to get my heart right with you, Lord. And oh, the power of a pause in God's life. Are you thankful that he paused for you? Are you thankful and grateful he gave you some grace in your life? We are blessed because God paused for us. And oh, the power of a pause. See, we see the power of grace and the power of God's pause in our text. Genesis 6 and 5, and God saw the wickedness of man was great. In the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually, and it repented the Lord that it made he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And here we have a wicked, wicked world, and, and I mean wicked world. I I'm not sure if our present world has reached this level of wickedness, but I know that we are headed in that direction. But Noah's world was so wicked, the Bible says that every imagination, every thought, every intent of their heart was wicked and was evil continually, all the time. Everything was wicked. Everyone was taking pleasure in sin and thinking sinful thoughts and dreaming unrighteous dreams. And everyone, everywhere, and remember that God is a righteous judge, and he was readying his sword. He had his bow of fiery arrows drawn, and it was pointed at every single one on the earth because of all the wickedness and evil that he witnessed. But then right before God releases his judgment, verse 8 happens, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God paused. He didn't let go of that fiery arrow. His sword was on the way down, but then, then he paused for a moment. Hold on a minute, God. Stoop, stop for just a minute. Let's give this man Noah a little bit of grace. Let's give this one man some time his thoughts are not evil continually. He doesn't have wicked imaginations. He's trying to live right. And I'm going to pause just for Noah. And I'm going to give him some grace. I'm going to give him some space before I continue with my sword. And before I release my arrows of judgment. He's trying to live right. And so I'm going to pause for Noah. I gave away. To save him and his family, and I will give him my plans 
The vessel that I have chosen to deliver him is an ark, a giant ship. And I'll tell Noah what he needs to do. And if he doesn't do it, then it's on him. I've given him grace. I have paused for him. And if he chooses not to obey, then I have done all that I can. I have actually been more gracious because he deserves judgment. This world deserves judgment. And I have paused. I have given grace to allow them to get their hearts right. And so when God pauses for us, we shouldn't let that moment pass us by. Because we may not get another pause. We may not get another opportunity. If God pauses for us, we had better listen to what God is trying to tell us. We had better do what he wants us to do because when God pauses, he pauses for a reason. And sadly, many people experience God's grace. And they use God's pause to continue doing what they've always done. No change in their heart and no turning in their ways. And, it, and what happens is they end up frustrating the grace of God and they take advantage of God's pause and they use it for their own benefit. But remember, we must always remember that a pause is only for a moment. A pause does not last forever. It is for a predetermined length of time. And then the pause expires and the play button is hit and things resume as they were planned to resume. Once Noah finished building the ark, God told Noah to gather his family and to get in the boat. Why? Because the pause was ending. The moment of grace was expiring, and once Noah got in the ark, God shut the door and resumed with his plans of judgment. He resumed. Uh, he didn't let. He didn't. He didn't let go of his sword. He didn't put down his bow. He just hit pause before releasing those arrows until Noah and his family got inside the ark and then God let the arrows go. And then he came down with his sword of judgment and the rain started falling in the sky, something that had never happened before. It had never rained before. The water, the mist came up from the ground and watered everything from then, but it had never rained before. And so you want to talk about the world coming to a halt. You want to talk about everything stopping and everyone and everything stopping in its place when water started falling from the sky, something that had never happened before. Businesses closed. People were fearful. They, they quarantined themselves in their homes waiting for this, this thing to pass because we had never seen anything like this before. But once it had been raining for days and days and days and it realized, they realized that this thing probably didn't look like it was stopping, then all of a sudden they knew where they needed to go. 
They knew what they had to do. They remembered Noah, and they remembered Noah preaching to them to turn from their ways and to turn to God and to help him build this boat. And they remembered that, and but then they started running over there uh, to the ark because the waters were getting higher and higher, and they were pounding on the doors of the ark. But it was too late because the pause was over. Grace had already been given, and grace had been taken back. They had used that moment for themselves, for their plans, for their wants, and not directing a single thought towards God. And the Bible states that all flesh died, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life died. The pause in God's judgment was over. And the only ones that survived the pause were those that got into the ark, those that followed and obeyed the plan of salvation uh, in that day. Those were the only ones that survived the pause and the judgment of God. Musicians, if you would join me. And here we are, perfectly placed in a pause. The world has shut down. Everyone is quarantined in their homes. But why? Why? Why are we doing this? Why are we experiencing something we've never experienced before? What is the purpose and why has the greatest country to have ever existed come to a pause? Why has it come to a pause, not at its lowest point, but at its highest point? America's economy has never been stronger in its 200-year history The stock market has never been higher. America has reached the summit of her Everest. And then God decides to hit pause. Stop everything. Everything has come to a halt. The power of a pause. And I hope that God has the world's attention. I certainly hope so because we are in the middle of a pause and we need to figure out why this is happening. And it begins with turning to God. As the people in Noah's days should have turned to God during that pause, but they did not. They continued in living their lifestyle and they they disregarded the pause of grace that was given And so they suffered the consequences of it. And so I hope that God is getting our attention nowadays. I hope that America is turning to God, this so-called Christian nation, but yet we've allowed all kinds of sin and unrighteousness rule in our country and our culture. I wonder why God is hitting pause today. Matthew 24, 37. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. 
For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall the coming of the Son of Man be. I believe that this pause is God extending grace one more time to this world. God shut down the greatest country in all of the history of mankind and hit pause on everything we've come to know. Why? Because I believe he's extending grace just one more time. Because he's got his sword drawn. He's got his bow bent, aimed at this world. But before his judgment is poured out again, God is pausing. He's given us, given America, given this world a moment of grace to turn from our ways and to turn to him. How else, how else can you explain this? This time, salvation is not coming by an ark, but it comes through the church. The church is the ark in these last days. And if you are not in the church, then there is coming a day when God's pause is expiring. And his judgment will resume on this earth. People will be running to the churches, pounding on its doors, as they did in the, on the ark door, pounding on its doors, but it will be too late. Because grace was given, and grace will have gone away. Church, this pause is not for us to put up our feet and kick back and relax. We need to take this moment and to make sure that we are in the ark, to look at our family and our friends and to see if they are in the ark, if they're going to join us in the ark inside the church and, and not hanging around outside the ark or one foot in the door and one foot out of the door, hanging inside and outside of the church. No, we need to be in the ark. We need to be in the church more than ever before. Both feet planted firmly inside the church, inside the walls of salvation, inside the walls of safety from what God is going to do in this world. And if you aren't sure where you are at, in the church, out of the church, how close you are, the first thing that you need to do is you need to repent. You need to ask God for forgiveness for all the sins and the things you've done in your life. To get down on your knees and begin to cry out to God. Tell Him you're sorry for all that you have done. And forgive me, Lord. Forgive me of my sins. He is faithful and He is just. He will forgive us. After you've repented... You need to get baptized in Jesus' name. It doesn't matter where you are watching from. 
You need to take advantage of this pause, of this moment that God is giving to you. And you need to get baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. You need to clean yourself up from this world. And we do it in the name of Jesus because that's what the Bible commands us. And so reach out to us. Message us. Call us. If you want to be baptized, we can do it here. Or if you live somewhere else, we can find a church that will baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. It's crucial that we do that. It's crucial to do that to get inside the ark, to get inside the church. And you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And just like God gave Noah plans for the ark, God's plans for us today is to repent of our sins, to be born again, to be born of the water and of the Spirit. You need to be baptized and you need to be filled with God's Spirit. The Bible lets us know when we are born again of the Spirit. We begin to speak in another language. The Spirit of God begins to flow and take over our mind and our tongue and we speak in a language that we don't know. If you have not been baptized in Jesus' name, I'm here to tell you today that you are not in the ark. You are not in the church of the living God if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name. If you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, that means you have not completed the process of being born again. We, if you haven't spoken in tongues since you believed, you need to do that. You need to seek God in your life, in your home, in your bedroom, in your prayer closet because God can fill you with His Spirit in anywhere you are. And let me tell you, God is getting ready to shut the door on the ark and to release the judgment that he has planned for this world. The ark is getting ready to be carried away into another world. And only those that are in the ark, only those that are in the church will be taken to another world. And this world will be left behind. And so I don't know about you, uh, deep down, you know that something is getting ready to happen. You can see the headlines. You just got a feeling, a stirring in your spirit that we are, we're experiencing things we've never done before. And what we're experiencing in the natural is also happening in the spiritual realm. And so things are stirring. Things are shaking up. This world is shaking like never before. Why? Because God is getting ready to release his bow and his arrows and the sword of judgment is coming. But he's pausing for just a second. He'll put the whole world at a stop to get our attention. And so we don't have much time. God has paused this world. But the pause does not last forever. The pause is only for a moment. And so I beg you, as we begin to worship him, as we begin to sing, Let's take this moment and let's begin to cry out to God. Let's begin to lift up our hands. Let's begin to call on our Savior. He will be there wherever you are. His presence will sweep into your room, into your living room, in your bedroom. Come on, let's begin to reach out to Him and feel His power. Come on, salvation is here. Now is the time. Today is your moment. Let's take advantage of this pause that God has given this world.
Stop living on the fence and get in the ark. Get in the church. Turn your heart to Him. Begin to seek in His face. Open up that Bible and begin to read. Come on, now's the time we seek Him with all of our heart. That's it, just cry out to Him. Begin to worship Him. Lift up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for your grace. take this pause for granted but let's seek him out more than ever before because pauses only last for a moment and then things begin to resume and we think that once this is over things will get back to the way they used to be we don't know that once God once things go back it may be a different world we may not be here we don't know but what we need is Jesus in our life, and he will lead us and guide us every step of the way. And if you don't have Jesus, then you are missing out. Amen. God bless you today. Amen. Go with God. 
and understand and realize the power, the moment that God has given us this day. Amen. God bless you. In Jesus' name.